And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I'm so grateful to have you all here tuning in as always. That just really fills my heart. So thank you so much for checking out the show. And today I'm so excited because I have a very special person near and dear to my heart. Uh, Not only is she an amazing human being, but she's also my sister-in-law. So I'm excited to talk to her a bit about her soul journey and a quick little nutshell teaser Um, she has had so many experiences and she is not only a registered nurse, has done many hours, years in emergency medicine. So she is like a person who can be right there with people in the most challenging times, but she's also a nutrition coach and really feels the value of helping people nourish their mind, body, spirit, self. So not just the medicine side and So what's really cool about her, she takes the science that she has, and she also takes her own deep spiritual soul life journey of discovery and merges the two in who she is and what she is today. So all to say, I'm so excited to have Courtney here to chat about all things spiritual and soul. So welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is great. This is so fun. Yeah, I'm really, I was really excited. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, um, so souls, soul journeys, soul journeys. Let's talk about it in this way. When you were, I think what I'm trying to get at is how have you noticed your perception has changed about what a soul journey is for you? Right? Like if you think about your mental state Mm -hmm. or your perception at like teenage years versus your 20s versus your 30s and where you are now, like, what do you say about, what is your thoughts about soul journeys? Well, it was funny because I grew up in uh, like not really a religious household, but I just thought spirituality and soul was about religion. Um, So that's, I I had a bit of that background, but that's all I knew it to be. Not necessarily about ourselves, but about religion. Um, And then as I got older, I kind of departed from that way of thinking. And I feel like I always knew that there was something more, especially as I started nursing, because I feel like a lot of us, um, a lot of us professionals who work with people especially as um, they transition into um, afterlife. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. A lot of us know that there's more because we've had experiences or feelings, just um, like a deep knowing that there's more to it. But never, I never was really able to articulate any of that or never really had, um, I guess, a deeply, like a deep connection Um, where it pertained to myself. I'd witnessed other people and their spirit, 
but never connected inward into my spirit. And then I moved to Alberta. And then I think as you kind of have grown and progressed in your own journeys, um, we've had lots of conversations. And then I dealt with health troubles of my own. And I think it was with that, that I only, like, I started to reflect back onto myself and see my whole being as actually being multiple parts, like my, my physical self, my mental self. And then there was this piece of spiritual self that I I had never really fed into, never really connected with. And it was just this unknown piece that I had to, um, do some work around. And I did your level one light worker workshop. And it was like this puzzle piece clicking to the fact that I could focus on my physical wellness, my mental wellness, but there had to be a spiritual wellness as well. Um, and so I've been kind of a bit on that journey as well, recognizing that we have to kind of um, look inward and connect to something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. <laughs> what a great, uh, what a great like recap, honestly. So yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Such a nice recap. And, and it is really neat. And I, I love how you stated the fact of working in the profession that you do and being there in those moments where people are transitioning and they're crossing over to the other side, you can't help but feel something more happening. Oh man. Like that. Um, yeah, there's like a power or like a flow past you in those moments that are just so, um, beyond us mm-hmm. as as individuals as humans like there's something bigger at play and it's just oh man it is such such an honor to get to be there for those and in my line of work it's always quite a uh, it's usually traumatic it's not usually very expected um but it's an honor to get to be bear witness to that mm-hmm. transition and support the people who are left behind. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's powerful. That's yeah. So powerful. So then if we kind of fast forward to, you mentioned you had some health issues and some health things mm-hmm. come up. And um, I know that this also really ties into how you began expanding your journey into food and understanding yeah. food and like food now for you has become more than just, nourishment for the body because these are the right calories and the right you yeah. know like what we think I need my macros and this and this yeah. um what has been your journey a little bit in that part of your discovery now yeah well I guess like to explain how I used to live um I kind of just always well I was highly motivated highly driven um pushed my body to do more and it was always about doing more getting more um, and getting more from my body. And I would have these periods of like, you know, when you're like putting your foot on the gas, trying to get more out of yourself and your gas is sputtering, you're just like trying to get going. Mm -hmm. I would have these periods where I just like push myself so hard and then try to push myself harder. 
Um, and I just, and then I would crash for a bit and then I would recover, um, as quick as I could and then go back to this push. So then would have been September, 2018. Um, yeah, my hands just started to go numb and I thought it was repetitive strain injury and it progressed very quickly into both hands being numb, all my joints being swollen. And I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and at that point, you and I had a conversation and we did a reading. And I think I had a deep knowing that because um, all my blood work was normal. I presented like a rheumatoid arthritis. I just didn't have any of the blood work that showed it, that it had really been um, me not honoring my body in the way that it needed to be honored um, and just trying to get more out of it and really um, just depleting it over and over again. And we had a, like a conversation about how um, that it might take talking through it um, and then kind of a reset. And at that point, I think I knew it was a pivotal moment, but um, I didn't know what it was going to look like. So um, like fast forward, I guess it's five years now that I've really recognized that it's like taking care of my mental well-being and finding um, ways to care for myself in a mental and psychological way and then caring for my body in a physical way. And um, we do that through nutrition and movement and um, being cognizant of the foods that are not good for us and the foods that each individual tolerates and doesn't tolerate. Um, so just being really aware of those and fueling my body well. Um, and it ties so tightly to like the mental health piece of it because mm. me, like so many other women had such a, uh, push and pull relationship with food where we use it for comfort which isn't it isn't bad it isn't good mm -hmm. um, we can self-soothe with food we can celebrate with food but at what point does that turn into like um like unhealthy coping so really kind of teasing out that and then the types of food we're putting in our body um and trying to make them as whole as possible. And just once I started to really kind of dive into that, then it really, a significant improvement in my symptoms and I was able to wean off all my medications. So there's definitely things that, yeah, we can really change our, our biology by what we put in, like, because all those molecules we're putting into our body, they become our body. So mm -hmm. ensuring they're the highest quality and that we have a healthy relationship to them. Um, yeah, it's really, I'm very passionate about that now. <laughs> yeah. And I love that though, because like you've lived it. And this is one of the mm -hmm. things that like so many parts of our journeys, the, the struggles I, I'm going to say, this is a general statement, but the struggles most often lead to something we then pull from in how we then can help others. 
like the struggles give us that wisdom and the wisdom is the knowing and the knowing then we can create a something to help others right and ourselves now I really like how you mentioned the mind body spirit the mental health part the Mm -hmm. body part and then you diving into your spirituality a little bit um or a lot bit I mean it yeah (laughs) doesn't have to be one way but Spirit tells me all the time over and over that it's that trinity of wellness, mind, body, and spirit Mm -hmm. that is key. And if we're neglecting one point, it's not wholeness. And there's going to be some some part that's leaking, right? And it doesn't mean, I know some people will kind of push away the spiritual part because they're like, well, I'm working on my mental health and I'm working on my body. I'm following this diet plan and I'm doing this and this. But if they're not tapping into their essence, maybe Mm -hmm. their resonance, whatever that is. And for some, that may be Buddhist teachings. For others, it might be yoga. For others, it might be nature. They just tap into nature or themselves. Like it doesn't have to be one way. But when we tap into what is considered spiritual, we then bring it into that whole trinity, which seems to be such a game changer piece when we have those three parts working and talking to each other. Yeah, it's like that existential belief, like in knowing that we're a bigger piece of the puzzle because the things we do on a daily basis have these um, ripple effects to everyone around us. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that you're a piece of the bigger um, and bigger than just human to human interactions, whether it be, um, the flow of our earth, our universe, like it's just, it gives such deep meaning. And I feel like sometimes with those three aspects, we all go through phases where we focus on one more than the other. And that's just what we need, but it's like this flux and flow between the three, Mm -hmm. um, but maintaining, I never like balance because balance I feel like implies equal weight because I think sometimes um, we live more into our physical health or a little bit more into our mental health, but just like um, that synergy between the Mm -hmm. three, maintaining that flow um, is so important and like being aware that they exist. So when you're feeling that disconnect or discontent, Um, just kind of like sitting with yourself and being like, oh, where do I need, like, where do I need a bit more intention, Um, Mm -hmm. intention and attention, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So in terms of the nutrition coaching that you're doing and um, that journey, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that in terms of kind of like body image. And I know we can speak about this based on being females and the the old pressures of body image to what the new thoughts or ideas are of body image, which I'll talk about in a minute. But the statement I want to say first is that something that Spirit has always said is it doesn't matter to them and there's no judgment of them of what our body looks like or the yeah. size or the shape. Like that's not a judgment or a if you're super fit with super cut abs, say, mm-hmm. uh, you're not seen as more advanced in the eyes of spirit. The thing that matters to them that they will look into with your body is the resonance of your body. Yeah. Uh, like what is the health resonance of your body and not even just blood work or things like that, which I know, you know, mm-hmm. but like 
they they will help reaffirm reaffirm when we're on track when we're in resonance with our body when we're working with our body so like you said like listening to what does my body need right now what is my body telling me how is my body being an inf- interface for information not just you know six pack and biceps yeah yeah well and it's hard too because um yeah we just really have to kind of like honor our bodies and our like ability of our bodies and what our bodies are able to do for and with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's oh, body image. image. (laughs) I know it's hard because I think once you get really centered and grounded in who you are, um, you really recognize those, um, is there like the tipping habits that kind of ripple out? Um, and one of the biggest things for me is like sleep and recovery. If I can sleep and recover well, then I eat better and I exercise better mm-hmm. and then I feel more connected with myself. So like I think sometimes teasing out those things and then I just have like um, – like a centeredness in my own body. And I always described it as like feeling at home in my skin mm-hmm. um, versus like before I was just like, there was just something I was just so um, unsettled and discontent and like queuing into like, Oh, I have to, I have to like turn inward. And I think that's the big thing, right? Turn inward because that body image, while it refers to something external, like all of that comes from inside. You can't, you can't fix or heal yourself from the outside in. It has to be inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that journey is so different for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, because our journeys up until that point have been so different and probably bef- beyond even what we, um, mm-hmm. what we know of. So yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. And that speaks a lot to resilience, mm-hmm. right? And I think having those crumbling moments or those moments where like something has to change and it's not a, a quick change. It's not a mm-hmm. quick, like, I'm just going to eat lettuce. You know what I yeah. mean? Everything will be fine. Um, yeah. I think this is where we learn resilience and resilience teaches us or helps us embody so much more confidence and energy, uh, resonance and authenticity and all of that. So I'm curious in connection to that resilience, there's a moment of when we finally give ourselves permission to take care of ourselves in the way that we need to take care of ourselves, not all the external ways of this fitness regime, this medicine, this school of thought, this food, uh, what was something significant to you in when you were willing to give yourself permission? Well, like permission to care for myself, like to really fully take care of yourself, right? Because like being a mom is you're just, the switch turns on and you're like, I'll take care of you and I'll take care of you. And Hey, why don't you come along and I'll take care of you too. Yeah. Right. So what was it for you? It might've just been a thought or an experience or a thing that switched it. 
Well, it was weird because oh, gosh, I can't remember. So my youngest, Kaylee, who you obviously know, but I think she was about a year and a half. And my friend was running this yoga retreat and there was just so much um, guilt around the idea of going away for the weekend. Like it was like I had to martyr myself and like I, that it somehow meant that I loved my children less because mm-hmm. I was willing to leave them. But it was just like I wanted to support my friend and I thought it was really interesting. And um, Denis, my husband, was so supportive. He was just like, oh, like, we're going to be fine. So I went on a weekend yoga retreat. And at that point, I was just kind of coming back from a bit of like postpartum depression and just really that lack of self-care and trying to piece myself back together as a woman, not just a mother. Mm-hmm. and trying to refine myself and I got back from this it was like two and a half days like it wasn't even that long and I had this over I had a lot of amazing experiences there where I really connected inward to self and I came home knowing that like I always give that cup analogy so if we're always like tipping and giving more to all the people around us, our cup is always empty and we're always lacking. Um, But if we just stand tall and fill ourselves up, we overflow and give everything, like we give to everyone around us Mm -hmm. versus like sometimes when we're tipping to give to other people, sometimes we fall and crack. Mm -hmm. So I always keep clear that analogy in my head and ensure that I'm, I'm, I'm pouring into myself first because then there will be an abundance for people around us. So I feel like that was the beginning of my journey and in no way has it been linear. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It has been just, um, just a continual journey in, uh, like a direction. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't know that it actually has like an end point. It'll just mm-hmm. be this continual journey of like self-discovery and awareness, but really that just this knowing that we can't take care of our s- others if we don't take care of ourselves first. And I think um, our culture just, I, I think it's getting better um, in recognizing mm-hmm. that, but um, it's just, it doesn't do a good job of recognizing that, that we need to take care of ourselves before we can take other care of others. Mm-hmm. That's why they say on an airplane to put on your own oxygen mask first. Yeah. But even talking to my mom, it was that much more in their generation. Mm-hmm. So like, I think we can just hope that we can teach our our children that self-care isn't selfish, that it's a necessity. Um, mm-hmm. And then hopefully they can just start t- taking care of themselves earlier. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to wait until they're 35 to start finally feeling that they're worthy of mm-hmm. rest yeah. and care. <laughs> like 
Isn't that a big one? Being oh. worthy of rest was one oh, of my man. hardest ones to be okay with. Yeah. Right? I like, still battle it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? Like you can rest when you're so exhausted that you can't do anything else. Then you yeah. deserve the rest. Yeah. But if you're not obliterated, then you have yeah. little left in the tank to go do something else or finish. And then it's here. like, it's not rest. It's, it's just like self-destruction. Yeah. I like it was, it felt scandalous <laughs> to sit and read yeah. if something needed to be done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just such a wrong way of thinking because like 15 minutes of me sitting in the sunshine on my couch, reading something that allows me to like, I love reading because it gives me this like pure escape into another world, mm-hmm. into another story, like no better, no worse, but just like, it's an escape um, and it's beautiful. And then I come back and I am rejuvenated and I can carry on, but it, it was weird that I I wouldn't allow myself to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to be doing something else. And so to really like, tap into that permission was like, it shouldn't have taken as long as it did, but it's actually mind blowing when I think back on how long it took me to give myself that permission Mm -hmm. to just read for 15 minutes. Like how ridiculous, (laughs) Yes, but yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Or even like having, um, giving yourself permission for days off where on your day off, you actually even take a day off from all the things you could do because I know I used to find myself on my days off then I would pack everything that needed to be done laundry groceries cleaning extra work that I hadn't like and then it wasn't a day off it was busier than working which your body doesn't recalibrate and rest and you know so yeah that's interesting so Kate now swinging back to food specifically because I really wanted to talk to you about food specifically um So why have you found, and this may sound redundant or obvious, but I would love to hear your words on it. Why has food become the outlet for you in which you really wish to share with others the concept of mind, body, spirit, wellness, essentially, but through food? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I think there was such a thread of food throughout my life. First of all, I love science. Like Mm -hmm. I have just fully immersed in like enjoyed the science behind nutrition. Um, But there's just been such a thread of food. I remember thinking at one point, like, I don't know how to celebrate without food. Like this is wrong. I can't celebrate with food and be healthy. And I had all these like preconceived and frankly wrong notions about food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like food gets a really bad rap because it's, it's, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just is and how we use it. Um, how we use it can be powerful in the sense that we can 
um, with food, we can create um, celebration. Uh, we can create energy for ourselves to do amazing things. Look, some mm-hmm. of the most elite athletes and how they perform is directly related to the food they're putting in their body. Um, and then even the foods that have gotten typically a bad rap, they're not even bad. They're just maybe sometimes foods. Mm-hmm. I feel like you'll appreciate this because, you know, Owen, they had this like pop-up treat day um, where I, I was under the impression it was supposed to be like crafts the kids had made. And apparently it was just like treats. And he bought himself a whole can of Coke and mm-hmm. crushed it like literally <laughs> 30 minutes before we jumped on. And I was just like, oh, like, how are you feeling? And he's like, I am just feeling really <laughs> hyper. And I was like, that's, you know, like there's a lot of things in there that, um, it's a lot of fuel for your body. It's a lot of like energy mixed with caffeine. And it's like your little body is trying to process that big amount of energy and caffeine. And it, like, it might just be a bit much. And we we're just having this conversation about how an entire can of Coke might have not been maybe not the best. He was like, maybe it wasn't the best choice. Mm. He's like, I also had a large freezy. And I was like, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> so just like the choices we make and why we make them. And yeah, I don't know. We're interested to see what Kaylee comes home with, <laughs> yes, <laughs> what her I choices bet. are. But right. um, I, I just think it's interesting. I try to be intentional that my messaging's not like, you're not allowed to have that. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure his desire, his immense desire to have Coke is because we did limit it. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. He's a pretty hyper kid. I feel yeah. like <laughs> he's a pretty active kid, I should say. Yeah. Um, but little bits of those things aren't bad. They aren't good. They just are. They just um, are. And they have different meanings to each yes. of us, right? Like the can of Coke for him. You're right. Yeah. Probably is something so much more that when he had the money and his yeah. own choice, he was like, I can do this. Yes. But then I love how you were like, well, what do you think? And his own thoughts of, you know, maybe that was a little too much. Like, yeah, that's an epic learning situation. Totally. For him. And I think as parents, we get this opportunity to like, had I scolded him and been like, no, you're not allowed. Like, how would that have translated and rooted itself into him? Mm-hmm. And and how does he hear that when he's 30 thinking back, you know, or maybe he doesn't remember that exact incident, but he remembers that like, like, I think we forget that when we're giving messages around food, they stay for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I get so passionate about it is just because I think I'm still uncovering some of those messages that I never knew were rooted in and threaded throughout my entire being Mm -hmm. Um, and that the power it can give you 
to like acknowledge, name, and move forward from those um, those messages that might have been not benefiting you. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I I want to stay away from saying like those bad messaging that we got when we were growing up because like the eighties were like so many new process things were coming out and we didn't Mm -hmm. know. um, Yeah. Everybody did the best they could with what they had. Um, So just being cognizant about our messaging because it does weave its way into how we perceive everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I also love how, um, with that messaging, like some people get really overwhelmed with food. I don't even know food talk nowadays. I'll just yeah. call it that because of all the shoulds and mm-hmm. you should do it this way. You should do this diet. You should eat this way. You, you know, there's all these ideas and then there's the act of actually making it happen and mm-hmm. planning it. And so many people talk about food planning and how overwhelming that is, whether you're yeah. planning for a family or maybe you're just planning your own individual eating program or you just don't even know what to do like when we then take the thoughts and the ideas and the conversations and try to apply them yeah sometimes that is even so overwhelming so what do you recommend in that in terms of like food planning type things what are some tips or tidbits for people well I think the biggest thing is is it has to be like like even small changes move you forward. So don't, don't get bogged down with the, the, the grandness of like eating clean a hundred percent of the time. Like it could just be as simple as like, I'm going to add one more serving of vegetables and then do it consistently. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the big thing is we often make these huge changes but then we can't do it consistently. So then we fall off the wagon. It's just too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So if you just like, even just pay attention to what you're doing, you'll notice just with that attention, things just kind of start to, you just see things and you naturally just kind of, omit some of the things that you don't Mm -hmm. really like. And then once you have a clear picture of where you are right now, just pick something super small Mm -hmm. and then start with that. So like one added serving of vegetable a day. Mm -hmm. And then every day you do that one extra vegetable, like serving of vegetables every day for a week. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, I can do this. Now I'm going to eat and now I'm going to drink one extra glass of water every day. So you've already had your one extra veggies, you've incorporated it. It's like you're doing that consistently and then add like a water, just something super small, Mm -hmm. super manageable that you can do consistently. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't do something consistently, then there's no point. Yeah. Like it's too big. Um, Because you're not, you're not going on a diet. You're not like, it drives me bananas. Like, Somebody said, let's have a hot girl summer. Like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, right? How about yeah. I have a, a feel great life? Yeah. Like, I don't want to make a change because summer's coming. 
Mm-hmm. I want to make a change because I feel great mm-hmm. because of the change I made. I don't want to lose 15 pounds like right now. I want to feel great and have the energy to do the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, if you're just like, have you ever read James Clear's Atomic Habits? No. It's like that 1%. You just aim to be 1% better. Mm. And you just like 1%. And 1% over time has exponential change. So mm-hmm. really just tiny, manageable steps mm-hmm. in the direction you want to go. And like, you can apply that to anything you want to do. Like yeah, anything you want to do can be done that way. Yeah. Just small steps in the direction you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because I agree. I have done it in the past where I've like done a whole overhaul and it is completely overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's too much. And then you do kind of, you don't know what to do and you just kind of fall off it. And I've really embraced that idea of like the 1%. I love that mm-hmm. because now if I look back, say the last two years, even the amount of 1% I have added mm-hmm. to make minute changes and I see how things flow with more ease now is significant. And like one of those 1%, which makes me kind of laugh, but I love it. It's a simple gift I give to myself uh, almost every day. Some days I forget, some days I run out, but this is my thing. I absolutely love fresh blueberries or raspberries or blackberries. I love them. And for the longest time we bought frozen ones because you could get a bigger bag and you just put them in your smoothies and it was okay. But I actually love to crunch mm-hmm. like a really good blueberry, fresh, just pop them in my mouth. And so I think it was the beginning of this year. I was like, what am I doing? Why am I not mm-hmm. buying myself a little container every couple of days of my berry of choice? And when I have my snack, I pop those little berries in and I enjoy the flavor, the texture, the juiciness. And I have a little moment with myself every day that I'm willing to give myself because I'm going to buy this three, $4 thing of berries And it's like one of the best things and it's like nourishing my body, but it's also nourishing my mind and like my spirit because I'm fully immersed in it. It's a gift I'm giving myself because myself wants it. Yeah. But it's like a manageable thing. Yeah. It's so wild because I can completely relate to that. I'm like, when are we coming to visit? Can we go to like Crowsberry Farms and get some raspberries? (laughs) Go you pick. Oh my gosh. Um, But there's something so, like, there's so much sensory in that. And I think that's what I meant by, like, there's a celebration in it Mm -hmm. as well. Like, there's so much celebration in it. It's a gift to yourself. And at the same time, like, I am forever in awe about the fact that the earth has produced this, like, amazing flavor. Mm-hmm. Like raspberries, you you had me at raspberries. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yes. And by doing that regularly, it's not, and granted, eating a whole pile of berries is not, but like chocolate, if you were to give mm-hmm. yourself a tiny piece of chocolate, but like it's not like you're restricting it, like, oh, I can't yeah. have this. So then when I have it, I'm gonna eat an entire thing of it because you deserve to have like this amazing thing and to savor the beauty of it and like, mm-hmm. like give that gift to yourself. 
Yeah. It's funny how, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like I think we take for granted, like giving ourselves those gifts. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I really agree. So, okay. So this, this being said, um, what kind of things are you starting to put out there? Like, what are your passions about what you're putting out there offerings or things that, you know, people, if they follow your Instagram or your website, like what kind of things can they find? Well, right now I'll be doing, uh, I'm doing a lot of, um, like just delicious recipes. I feel like mm-hmm. for so long, I like healthy, wholesome eating was like bland, like plain chicken breast and some mm. rice, like goner. I, I just, it can't be that for me. I love food too much. <laughs> you, you're amazing in the kitchen. Let me just say like by <laughs> personal experience for many years, you don't just make bland. If you, if you ate yeah. my bland, that would be a different story. But like, <laughs> You have this amazing palette, I guess I could say, for flavor, texture, all of the things. So, like, these aren't just, like, regular recipes of, uh, you know, whatever, this will work. Like, these are good recipes. I just have to put that out there. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, we have a very, uh, like, I just can't eat... I have to enjoy it. I take so much joy from delicious Mm. food. Um, So, yeah, we have kind of our staples and um yeah just our go-to recipes some of them are really fast because I don't know we have a seven and nine year old with all the sports and mm-hmm. all the activities and I don't want to like usually once a week we have a bigger a bigger meal where we all take joy in the kitchen like even our kids are cooking so often on my Instagram you'll see that uh you'll see a kid cutting up vegetables because we're very, Mm -hmm. um, we involve our kids very much in our food preparation. And now I can actually say like, Owen, like, can you make me some scrambled eggs or Kaylee, Mm -hmm. can you make a Greek salad? And they just take it away now. It's quite lovely. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so Instagram will have, um, some links to some good recipes and, uh, some fun videos, um, and then uh, website. So you'll find me um, at Everyday Meals for You on Instagram and Everyday Meals for You.ca um, will be the website. So, nice. yeah. And then they'll be blended, um, they'll be either coaching, nutrition coaching, or um, there'll be some meal planning uh, offers as well. So amazing. Yeah. I love yeah. that. This is so cool. And again, I have to say, I really like the story of what brought you to this. You weren't just thinking like, hey, cool new business model. I'm going to do this. And again, not that there's anything wrong with that either. But I always love when people bring a why to what they're doing. And especially that why almost always relates to a personal journey, a personal Mm -hmm. sense of resilience, of worthiness, of discovery through a challenge. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's why I'm really glad we shared a little bit of your story into what brought you to here because it just adds so much more as to why you're offering what you're offering. Yeah. And it's exciting. And then I just started, I actually don't even know if I told you this was one of those moments where it popped up on my feed and I was like, I need like, and you know, when you feel it here, Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to do this. Um, so it's actually, um, a sleep stress management and recovery certification uh, mm. that I'm in progress of doing as well. Yeah. 
Amazing. Still battle that doing so much thing. So (laughs) I'm doing that self-directed. So um, yeah, I'll be getting that certification as well. So I'm really looking forward to um, that piece of the puzzle as well, because um, I'm like a recovering overachiever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting to like create um, well, and to help others create a, a stress management and a recovery plan for themselves as well. Yeah. So, cause I think that's the piece of the puzzle that is also missing for so many people is recognizing that our bodies can do amazing things and we can feel it really well, but at the same time for every, um, every big push, whether it be a mental output or physical output, we have to match that with a recovery phase after to create and sustain our momentum. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's really, I'm really excited about that as well. Um, Amazing. Hoping to help a lot of people on their journeys as well. Yeah. The whole mind, body, spirit thing it is. <laughs> okay. So as we wrap up today, um, what would be one thing that you would really wish to leave people with a statement, a thought, a practice, whatever you're inspired, what would you love to leave people with? Oh, that self-care is not selfish. Um, that honestly, like, I think if you just start your day with a little bit of self-care, you can set the tone for the entire day. Mm, beautiful. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been thank such you a treat. for having me. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. So I encourage all of you that are listening to definitely check out Courtney's stuff. It's beautiful. The energy behind it is beautiful. And to really encourage you all to look into your own mind, body, spirit, wellness, which parts of that triangle are asking for more attention or trying to share messages with you or insights because I do believe when we tap into all of this, we have the ability to make the experience on this planet better. It doesn't have to all be hard and tumultuous. So these are some ways that you can do that. So definitely check that out, everyone. Thank you again for listening, for tuning in. Please do rate the podcast if you're listening to it on an audio platform that helps with the algorithms as well as if you're on YouTube, uh, do subscribe, share, like, all of that goodness helps so much. And I will see all of you next week. Have a good one. Thank you.